Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Hi. Welcome in. Uh, I was looking this up for no reason. Today's 1214, right? Episode 1214? Yes. Okay. For no reason. So your first show as our full-time producer was episode 8... 15? Is that right? 816. Sounds 816. Right. So this is your 398th show as our producer. Oh, shoot. We're I mean, two now, away now it, from 400. Yeah, no, it hasn't been. You, Mallory's filled in, and, and I've filled in and, and done stuff. Right. But like, you know, so it's not exactly 300, but, well, you know, we're not exactly 400, yeah. but it's close. Anyway. That's crazy. Today <laughs> is Tuesday, August 3rd, 2020. 114 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to former Texas A&M coach Kevin Sumlin. Hmm. Uh, episode 1,240. I'm sorry, I'll say that off the air. Two, episode 1,240. <laughs> Don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Uh, on today's show, friends, uh, we are going to talk about... Uh, it's If you listen to the show Thursday, we're just going to kind of run it back. Because there's you, still news. And, and give you updates on, on what's going on with uh, Texas and Oklahoma to the Big 12. Give you updates on what's going on to um, with Quinn Ewers. And then back half the show. We will talk. Um, and, and by the way, on the Quinn Ewers thing, get ready for a rant. Because mm-hmm. I've got a rant. And then back half the show. Uh, I hope my lower third matches your rant because I think it does. I haven't told you what's on the lower third. Matt Stepp talked with Santa Marcus coach uh, John Walsh. Uh, and we will hear from the head, the head rattler coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? I realized we didn't do that yesterday. Ooh, I didn't realize that. Um, we May do. Andrew Christensen, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Tony Blaylock, who said, Happy National Watermelon Day. That's been a huge thing in the comments today. Are you a fan of watermelon? Welcome in, fellas. But are you a fan of watermelon? Yeah. Yeah. 
I like watermelon. I'm not crazy about it. Okay. Um, is it like solely like a summer pool mm, thing? Okay, mm-hmm. that's. Good. I don't seek it out. I seek it out in very specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. But in those circumstances, it hits. Yeah. Like it yeah. always slaps when you when so, you want it. Welcome in, friends. Okay, let's talk a little bit. Let's start with the Big Twelve. Okay, we'll start with the Big Twelve and Big Twelve SEC things like that, and what's going on there. If you've missed it, uh, hello, it's been quick. But Texas and Oklahoma have officially been accepted as members of the SEC starting in the uh, starting in the 2025 season. Starting in the 2025 season, um, that's the that's the latest. That means that it's official. We all knew it was heading. Uh, we all knew it was heading that way. It is now official. They will join the conference in 2025. Now. That is the fact. Let me now speculate. I want to make sure I'm drawing a firm divider. We have, yeah, we're stopping, cutting, and then restarting here. The fact is that Texas and Oklahoma will be members of the SEC starting in 2025. Yes. Speculation. There ain't no way. They're waiting until They're waiting until 2025. I agree with that. They are 100% destined for some sort of buyout, some sort of settlement, some sort of way that... The Big 12 or whatever's left of the Big 12 can mm-hmm. be made whole. And Texas and Oklahoma can leave early without having to pay the full penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's going to be a settlement. Do I think they're going to start playing in 2022? Maybe? Yeah, I, I think we can guarantee it's, for a fact it's not happening this it's not, year. No, no, yeah, There's yeah, no way it's happening this year, so don't zero, forget about zero that. Zero <laughs> 0% chance in 2021. Yes. Some chance it's 2022. And I think a big thing I would on that say a, oh, is that it depends on what the other schools start doing at this point. I feel like the 2022 thing is if the a, conference yes. just or, dissipates. Yeah, or they find their own thing and, and the, whatever the Big 12, whatever's left of the Big 12. Somebody, I think Shahan said they called the Hateful Eight, which is very good. <laughs> um, the... The, the rest of the Big 12, if they land somewhere that they feel like they are comfortable f- settling with Texas and Oklahoma and not making them play out the string. But, like, you don't want to be – they don't want to play with Texas and Oklahoma. They're, no. They're mad at them. They don't want to play them. Yeah. And so – They're basically saying, you blew – single-handedly right. blew up our conference. Right. Exactly right. Um, and so, um, that's I, – I, I am of the belief that they will join the conference before 2025. My, if, I were, if I were right now – it's it's 12.09 p.m. on August 3rd, 2021. My guess is that they play their first game as a conference member in the 2023 season. They split the difference. They find some sort of way to make that happen, and that 2023 is when they start playing. Now, it could happen in 2022. It could happen in 2024. I don't think it's going to happen in 2025. Mm-hmm. I think that that is I – th- I don't think anybody wants to wait that long. So, there's that. Um there was a very interesting slash dumb thing that happened in Austin last night. Um, did All you bay. hear about this? Did you read about this? Did you hear about this, Kev? The six hours. There was long. a Texas Senate subcommittee. Texas uh, Texas State Senate had a hearing. Had a marathon. Had a marathon hearing about six hours, wherein they invited a number of key people in to talk about this, including uh, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, and. Um, Texas President Jay Hartzell. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Jay Hartzell. Yes. Okay. I want to issue a positioning statement. I don't ever, ever want to hear politicians talking about college football. 
Yeah. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you pray to the flying spaghetti monster. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want politicians dealing with college football, plain and simple. Okay? I don't. It makes my brain hurt. And yesterday made my brain hurt. Okay? I don't want politicians. That's a hard and fast rule. Okay? Hard and fast. Mm -hmm. With that said, there were a couple of, I think, notable things that came out of the um uh, uh, came out of there yesterday i'm still going to consider it the marathon for sure <laughs> um mac rhodes who's the athletic director at baylor mm-hmm. uh he said in, in, in this senate subcommittee said uh, that baylor operates at 48 percent of what texas does in terms of athletic budget mm-hmm. i don't think that's necessarily a surprise jay hartzell said something along the lines of like 225 million is about their budget 220 225 million um and is that that was Texas's budget. Texas's right. budget. Yes. And so if you're talking about Baylor, that would put them in the 100 to 100 to 110 million. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Texas is one of the richest athletic programs Absolutely. in the nation. That makes a lot of sense. They are not short on donors. Um, Texas President Jay Hartzell said he was uh, he was first contact. They reached out to the SEC this spring. I don't know if I buy that. But, you know, that's that's fine. I, I have a hard time believing they were able to put all this together this quickly, this seamlessly in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it was particularly interesting that um, Bob Bowlesby said something along the lines of uh, that right now. R- OK, so Big 12 Commission this is from Sam Khan, our friend Sam Khan. Big 12 Commission watched all six hours. He did. God bless him. <laughs> So we didn't have to. I can just read his tweets. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby estimates that the remaining eight Big 12 schools could lose $14 million per year in TV revenue upon Texas and Oklahoma's departure. Bowlesby said Big 12 distributes roughly $28 million in TV revenue per school, which means OU and Texas are about half of that. We... We had heard that. If you remember in one of our other many segments on this topic... Um... We, we had heard that there were TV executives who were saying that Texas and Oklahoma represented about somewhere between half and 75% of the value in the Big 12. Yeah, most most reports were coming out around 75%, so, like on the higher end so of that. So it says could lose $14 million. To put this in perspective, okay, the American, Houston, SMU, those teams, they make about $7 million, mm-hmm. okay? And so if those eight teams get... $14 million in TV revenue. That's still twice what the American would be. Now, I don't know where that would settle if, like, the American and the Pac and the and Big 12 were to merge of some kind, but those are the facts on the ground. Texas and Oklahoma were certainly kind of the cash cows there as far as Texas, uh, as far as TV revenue is concerned. So this could be a big hit for these for these programs, but we didn't necessarily, uh, you know, think that that, you know, that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily breaking news. We mm-hmm. kind of known that. Um, the other thing that I think is particularly interesting here is like, and this, this just turned into a bit of like when Jay Hartzell got up there, it kind of turned into a bit of a roast. Like it just kind of got an opportunity for state senators to get some shots off. I was going to say they were, like, uh, they were not holding back by no, any they stretch of the mean. No, they weren't. And they were taking some, they were taking some shots at Texas. And if you are just want to sit back and enjoy the show and you enjoy people sniping at people, this was most certainly for you. This nothing got, event, yeah. nothing got accomplished from there. And, no. uh, and by the way, how's our power grid doing? But that is, is. 
that is, you know, that that, that happened, the, the, the six-hour marathon session, the Texas Senate got to say they did their job, whatever. As I've said, I don't want politicians dealing with college football in any way, shape, or form. Right? No, there's enough politics in football right. alone that, I don't that need... you don't need additional right. actual politicians in it. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's where that's where we're at as far as that's concerned. Now, there are some no, new reports now that there was a report today, I wish I saw it, that Bob Bowlesby is talking with uh, members of the Pac-12 today. Yes. Uh, to talk about some sort of merger, merger some sort of uh, scheduled, like, meeting some sort yeah. of uh, some sort of way for these two teams to these two conferences to collaborate and make more in some divisional sort of, yeah, type in, in some moves. sort of meaningful way we'll find out where that goes i think that's a super smart move mm-hmm. i think that at the very least feel feel each other out figure out exactly where you're at and whether or not you're willing to partner and want to partner i think that's that's the first smart move bubbles we've had in a while uh but yeah that's that's where i think that that they're at um you know, I, I haven't necessarily changed my tune on this. I think that the most important thing, I think the best thing, I don't know. I I think the best, that, that, would, that would be option number one, in my opinion, would be to find some sort of partnership with another Power 5 conference like I the Pac-12. Or else I think it just dissipates and there's... Option number, option number two is probably to bring in... Um, you know... Some yeah, American yeah. Athletic Conference teams. Exactly right. Yeah, as far as like from, from highest revenue... For every team involved to lowest revenue for every team involved, we're talking Texas, uh, Texas Tech, rather TCU and Baylor, doing some sort of partnership with the Pac-12 would be number one. Mm-hmm. I also think that's the least likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two would be uh, number two, kind of in the middle. I think would be to um, to add teams like Houston, like mm-hmm. SMU, like Memphis, like Tulane, team Tulsa, things like that. That would be kind of the middle ground. I think that is probably semi likely, mm-hmm. but also would take a hit as far as revenue is concerned right but then you uh, go from all, being the big you go to being the big fish in the small pond which is nice. if they <laughs> if they scatter then it's every person for themselves i do think that that you know i don't know if they're gonna all hold together i don't know uh but that would probably as far as there'll be some teams that would land that would land on their feet there'll be other teams that land on their face mm-hmm. who knows how those things you know figure out so I think it's smart for them to at least open a dialogue with the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and see what's happening there. But a lot of moving parts, obviously, there in uh, in, in conference realignment season. So that's the latest. Um, the Texas Senate Select Committee's hearing on future of college sports is what happened yesterday. So, sure, folks. Just, sure. Look, if I have to stick to sports, y'all have to stick to politics. That feels like that feels There's like the bomb. that feels like a fair trade, right? <laughs> If I can't talk about politics, then y'all can't talk about sports. Deal. Okay. Pickle, there's one. That's one thing. Let's talk about another thing. And that is that yesterday, um, uh, as we had kind of talked about last Thursday, uh, based on a report from Pete Thamel at Yahoo, um, that South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers was considering uh, graduating early, skipping his senior season, and going in and ruling at, uh, and basically, fundamentally, what we haven't really talked about is, is he's basically reclassifying as a 2021 recruit, mm-hmm. is what he's doing. He's reclassifying himself as a 2021 recruit. Uh, well, that happened. That happened yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. The report, I believe, came out, the first I saw was from our buddy um, uh, Justin Wells. Yes. Justin Wells, I believe, let me make sure I get him right. Justin Wells is still at... 
And just to clarify real Inside fast, Texas. The reason that it came out yesterday was because spring practice or fall camp does yes. start today. Correct. So we we knew that we would hear something yesterday. Soon. Yeah. yeah. We would hear something soon. And so uh, Quinn Ewers has uh, decided to forego his senior season um, and instead enroll at the university at, at, at Ohio State. Um, and he put out a um, he put out a statement in the notes app, as one does. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprised so, it wasn't signed at the bottom. Uh, I'll, I'll read I'll read this I'll read part of it. Over the past few weeks, following Texas's UIL informing me I would be prohibited from profiting off my name, image, and likeness. I've taken the time to think about what lies ahead for me, both in the short and long term. It's unfortunate that I found myself in this situation, as my preference would be to complete my senior season at South Lake Carroll along, along with my teammates and friends. I've taken the field alongside the past few years past three years however following conversations about my uh, with my family and those in i those i know have my best interest in mind i've decided it's in time for me to enroll at ohio state and begin my career as a buckeye this is not a just a financial decision this is about what's best for my football career at 18 and with one final class about to be completed for my to earn my high school degree uh, I feel it is best. Uh, I feel it's time for me to get a jump on my college career that is available to me. I'm eager to start learning from Coach Day and the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, I understand many will have opinions on this matter. I feel like this is a re- right decision for me. My fellow Ch- Carol Dragons, cherish the memories, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley Dodge pretty quickly came out um, afterwards and said, with his um, own notes, with his out. own thing. Um, <laughs> Basically, kind of saying the same thing, saying we'll we'll miss Quinn. He's an incredible young man. Dragon Nation is very proud of him. We a lot we respectfully ask that everyone allows our program to continue to concentrate on the 2021 football season for the Dragon athletes, etc. Uh, both very well honed statements, both from Quinn Ewers and for South Lake Carroll, or from Riley Dodge. And so, uh, Quinn Ewers is leaving. Quinn Ewers will not be playing Texas high school football in 2021. He will be playing college football, or at least be on a college football roster in 2021. He's reclassified. Inevitably, this led to the takes. The takes were firing yesterday about how this is going to become the new norm. This is going to be the death of Texas high school football. This is a huge blow to Texas high school football. What does the future hold for Texas high school football? And all I kept thinking about was Dallas Jesuit. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that feels like a non sequitur to you guys, but follow me on this. In, in my time covering Texas high school football, which is not that long, the death of Texas high school football has been portended more times than the actual apocalypse. Okay? You know how cults come out and they say, hey, uh, guess what? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be August fourteenth, twenty twenty one. That's when the world ends, and then like August fifteenth arrives, and everyone's like, I meant July first, twenty twenty two, and they keep kicking it down the road. That's the same thing that happens with people in the Texas high school football world, or at least I think, in my opinion, when outsiders start paying attention to Texas high school football in any sort of real and meaningful way, then it's like ah. That's the end. Texas high school football's dead. Might as well just pack up shop. So the reason I thought about Dallas Jesuit is I want you to go back to 2000. In 2000, the UIL allowed two private schools, 
Dallas Jesuit and Houston Strake Jesuit to become the first two private school programs to join the UIL. And there was wailing and gnashing of teeth and wringing of hands and, and, and furrowed brows. And everyone is absolutely sure that, oh my gosh, we've opened the door and suddenly Texas high school football is doomed. Pickle, I, uh, um, how many how many state championships does Dallas Jesuit have in football? I, I can't uh, think of one. Okay, what about Houston Strike Jesuit? Uh, well, no, none there either. And to be clear, good programs. Very good, good programs. programs. Like both those coaches, good. like both those programs, doing great. Did did the apocalypse happen? Mm, no, no, I don't remember that happening. Go back to 1986. 1986, when no pass, no play became the rule, there was this wailing and gnashing of teeth, and oh my gosh, no pass, no play is going to kill Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. It's even in our magazine. There's a whole thing in one of our, I was trying to find it yesterday, in one of our magazines where we got quotes from coaches who were saying the sky is falling. Big we chicken little doomed. energy. We are doomed, doomed, doomed. That was 35 years ago. And Texas High School ball has never been stronger. Okay? What about when IMG Academy opened? Remember that freakout? Mm-hmm. IMG Academy opened, and everyone goes, Oh my God, they're going to take the best players in Texas! We're doomed! And then let's just chime in that uh, we, we just got IMG Academy's coach to come coach a school in uh, Austin this year because he wanted to leave that to be able to go We're doomed. coach We're Texas doomed. High School football. We're doomed. We're doomed. I remember earlier, I'm old enough to remember when Jadon Blue said he was going to opt out for the 2021 season. Darn, you're showing and your age. And the wailing and <laughs> gnashing of teeth. Oh my God. Is this going to become the norm? No. Guys, Quinn Ewers graduating early and going to Ohio State is not going to set a precedent that suddenly thousands of players are going to not play their senior season. Mm -hmm. Will there be a couple each year? Yeah, maybe. Maybe three or four. But there are a certain set of circumstances that set up Quinn Ewers to make this decision. Yeah, a million dollars. A very, very, (laughs) very specific set of circumstances. So guys, the next time we have something come along and you think... Is this the end of Texas high school football as we know it? Let me just tell you, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Always and forever. The answer is no. It's not going to destroy Texas high school football. So we can all just chill out. Good for Quinn Ewers. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for him. I wish him the best. But this is not going to be portending hundreds and hundreds of players in some sort of mass exodus, changing forever changing the landscape of Texas high school football. I swear, when it comes to Texas high school football, there's so many chicken littles. That's the biggest thing, and I think a prime example, I mean, one, it, it's on the cover of our magazine. There's over 14,000 schools that we preview. 1,400. 1,400, sorry. 14,000 would be too much. I would not <laughs> do bad. this job if there were 14,000. <laughs> 1400 but it's like there are so many good players and I think the prime example of this is think back to last year Jonathan Brooks he was a 3A player from down in Hallettsville Texas that you probably hadn't heard of before last year he leads a team all the way to the state championship he goes to UT 
He was our Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, who we said was the best player in Texas high school football in regards to his circumstance. And yet there's no way in the world he would have gotten a million dollars worth of NIL stuff to leave and not play a senior year. Like, it's just not – it will happen to one or two, but it's it can't happen to everyone. Guys, would I prefer that Quinn Ewers play for South Lake Carroll in 2021? Absolutely. I think Quinn Ewers is great, and I think that he would make Texas high school football a little bit more fun. A little bit more fun. He's one player. And there may even be three or four next year. Oh! <gasps> Chill out. Yeah, see, have we'll you seen fine. the quarterback class in the class of 22? We're not losing. Like, we're not in lack. <laughs> we'll be fine. Because for because here's the thing. For every quarterback, every blue chip quarterback who wants, who has a million dollar NIL offer on, on the table, let's say those circumstances are fulfilled. He still has to be in a position that he can graduate early, mm-hmm. which is not every player is. No. He still has to want to leave. And furthermore, Ohio State may have he may be the starter by by October first. Oh, six like say. they don't love C.J. Stroud. Mm-mm. He's in a very specific set of circumstances. Yeah, ultimately, there's probably and a I lot just, of colleges that would say to any other kid if the circumstances were different, "Hey, man, we don't want you to come up right now," and yes. that that plays a big factor. I just don't think that this is worth freaking out about. Good for Quinn Ewers. That is the official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Good for Quinn Ewers. South Lake Carroll will be fine. And Texas high school football is not going to crater. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, we'll send you this magazine. It's the comprehensive preview of the 2021 uh, football season in the state of Texas. And I guess around the nation. Like we have like a we have like a Big Ten preview. If you want to read that, um, <laughs> we had a whack preview. We got a whack preview. Um, <laughs> did you write the whack? No, uh, Shahan did. I think. Oh. Uh, or did Corey? Let's find out who wrote the whack preview. Um, anyway, I read it. It was four hundred pages uh, in this bad boy. You can make sure you pick up a copy of the 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Shahan J. Roger wrote our whack preview on page one forty eight, and it's. Wonderful. I know that guy. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, while we were in San Antonio last week, three weeks ago, God almighty, <laughs> uh, we, it's, what, what, a, what a year this week has been. Yeah. Um, we caught up with a number of coaches, one of them the head coach of those San Marcos Rattlers, Coach John Walsh. Here's Matt Stubbs' conversation with John Walsh of San Marcos here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association and Convention. We are here with the head coach of the San Marcos Rattlers, the man who has coined the term Rattler Up, Coach John Walsh. Coach, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Absolutely. Had to come by this this uh, stand over here. Palatial booth, right? Our, our operations team's done a great job setting this thing up. We try to make this place the place that coaches want to hang out. It's impressive. That's so, why I made it. There you go. Now, now, I know you've been hanging out in the job room. Right? You've, been, you've been looking for some coaches. I know the job room is tough. tough. What? When it, when it comes, there's, there's years like people think all, all of a sudden there's a shortage of coaches. These things kind of run in cycles, right? You've been doing this a little right. while. There's, there's years where 
where it's kind of hard to find coaches, and then there's years where there's more more guys looking for jobs than there are jobs available, right? Yeah, this is unique year, and, and I think it's – I've kind of taken the uh, the analogy of, you know, the pandemic was an earthquake, and there were no one moving, no jobs open, and we're seeing the aftershocks right now because there's so many – high school positions open as, as you know and I was set three weeks ago I was set uh, staff was good middle school up and then um, high schools are panicking and they're starting to pluck our middle school coaches so I lost three middle school coaches last week uh, and they were great opportunities for them you know we could have had them on their contracts but they're good opportunities and we don't ever want to hold them back so we let them go and now we're scrambling just like, you know, several other uh, ISDs are. You know, last year, you know, your, your, your first year on the job, you, you get to San Marcos, and, and it's crazy. You know, you're, you're dealing with a lot of – there's a lot going on, in addition to just being a first-year head coach at a, at a new school. Right. How much further along this offseason are you guys heading into fall ball, fall practice than you were last year? Yeah, incredibly. Uh, you know, we are – the. what I will say, the easy part at San Marcos was they were so hungry. The admin was hungry. The city was hungry. The players were hungry. Uh, luckily, we came in. I got to bring a lot of coaches from Guyer. So we came in with a pedigree and, some, and a resume that they bought in immediately. So that was, that part was easy. And the other part that made it easy was the San Marcus kid will go buy the biscuit. I mean, they we don't got to tell them to hit you in the chin. They, they, they want to hit you in the chin. So uh, we got the strength numbers going where they need to be, and uh, we got our schemes in. Now we're all speaking the same language. I go back to week one against New Braunfels, and I'm calling the formations and, and sets, and the kids are running around like they're that like they're they got lost from their mom and daddy, and uh, we're we're far far away from there. When when you get you get you guys do spring ball this year? You yes, we did. Spring ball. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know the UIL a few years ago made that change where schools that did spring ball still could start on the first Monday of August with the, just the freshmen only. How big is that to be able to work with just the freshmen for a week and have all your coaching staff there to work just with the freshmen to get those guys implement, implemented into your program? All right, so Matt, you know I'm a unique person, so I'm going to answer this probably the most unique way. All we right. don't we don't utilize that week. Okay. And the reason we don't, I didn't at Guyer, and I'm not going to here because as a player first of all we have no freshman staff okay. the way we're structured at San Marcos and at Geyer is um, you know all our coaches coach freshmen all our coaches we're in both athletic periods so we we always coach our freshmen okay but as a player I remember I hated playing football practicing football and there wasn't a game that week. So to do it for three straight weeks, uh, I just think you're just going to run kids down early and okay. make it not fun early. So uh, I'm that guy that does not utilize that week. We start all at the same time. Okay, okay. I guess from, from your perspective, the game is a reward for all the hard work. Absolutely, week, right? that's, absolutely. That's, that's, the, that's the carrot you're holding out there. Well, right? I just go back to my own personal uh, feeling about the game, and uh, I love playing the game of football. I'm not sure I love practicing the game of football, <laughs> and, that, and I'm just being dead honest. Hey, no, you're <laughs> You've always been known as a players yes. coach, so that's one of those things where. Right. Uh, now you are a uh, your your background before you were at Guyer. You, you know you, you coached around around the state. And you are uh, by trade a big country guy from from Merkel, uh, so you know all about Allsup's burritos. I know. Uh, is there an Allsup's in within driving distance of you? And if there was, how many times a week would you go to Allsup's? Man, I'm glad there isn't one. And if there <laughs> is, I don't want to look. I don't want the pen sent to me on a on a text message. Uh, the last time I did that, I can tell you the exact, the exact last time I ate. An all subs burrito. Uh, Kobe Freeman and Courtney Freeman and myself and my wife were driving to watch JW play at Texas Tech. Okay. His senior year. Okay. And uh, on the way home, we decided to venture off into the all subs and. Uh, 
and it's uh, it, they're good. You just don't feel good the next day. It's it's funny how uh, those 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 kind of foods. When you're young, it, it doesn't bother you, right? You know, when you're young, you're invincible, and you know, you get stuff just you know, you can eat whatever the hell you want. When now. I was coaching at Brownwood, every lunch was a Dr Pepper, two Allsup's burrito, four sauces, and a Reese's cup. That was every day. <laughs> that was every day. <laughs> you're saying you can't do that now, right? No, 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 no. I I <laughs> cannot do that. I, I can't do it. Looking at your ball club in 2021. I personally, you know, I know we, we have you rated in the magazine differently, but I, I personally feel like you guys are right there on the cusp of, of knocking the door down and being a team that's going to start to compete. Obviously, we all know Lake Travis and Westlake are oh, yeah. elite programs, and they're, they're the teams to beat for sure. But I feel like you, you guys are knocking on the door to get into that playoff mix and be a team that can challenge, you know, for, for, a, for a playoff spot. Um, I know you guys feel the same way and because of what you have coming back. What's got to go right for the Rattlers in 2021 to make me look like a smart guy? Yeah, the deal coaching cliche you know we're our depth isn't great you know if our if we we have we flipped it the attitude's there we know we're, we know we're going to win a lot of football games uh our quarterback's got to stay healthy and you, you've watched a lot of our football games and you know uh, our offense is based around a lot of running from the quarterback and throwing from the quarterback so if isaiah de leon can stay healthy then uh you and i are both going to be uh look look real smart there you go now uh coaching school and, and we talked about the job board a little bit how, how exciting is it for you and, and, and your staff to be back here at coaching school networking uh, you know coach Nash coach Vallejo some of your guys been been walking around doing that but it's it's just a lot of fun to be back how what, what does coaching school mean to you yeah the network you know is everything to the to our association and uh, you know the biggest thing that I missed last year was the network at first it was the network with our kids just our own school system uh, but not have the network of the coaches uh, there's so many guys that we've competed against or coached with that have moved on that this is the one place you finally get to come back and tell some good old stories and you mentioned Jake Escobar we got to tell stories from high school the other day uh, over here at a booth so uh, <laughs> yeah just just the network yeah. I missed it I think I think anybody that gets out of the profession that's the first thing they do miss yeah for sure I've seen a couple of coaches that retired and they're they look a little miserable around here because I think they want to be you know you want to be in the mix I mean, you you're, you guys are competitive no and doubt. you guys compete hard on Friday nights to get yourself there but aside from that you guys you know, you guys are great friends. You guys get you know, oh, there's no question. You share stories and you share ideas. Coach, coaches are the biggest thieves in the world, right? Absolutely, I'm the biggest. All right, final question for you, Coach. Uh, now you, you have uh, you've done a great job in San Marcos, you know, and, and, and you've you've ingrained yourself in the community. W- what makes San Marcos such a special place? And don't tell me floating the river because I know you you have you have <laughs> you, you got the river there and, it, and it's awesome. But That's it's, every Friday. It's San Marcos seems like a really cool place. What what makes the town and the community of San Marcos unique for someone who's never been there? Yeah, there's so many different aspects. But just from a, from an athletic director standpoint, uh, the the one horse town equals family equals traditions equals all that stuff. A one horse town does. I missed it. You know, I, I, my time at Denton was special. Uh, it was uh, it was a catapult for me. Uh, lots of memories. And but I go back to Brownwood, and there were things that we were able to do in Brownwood that we didn't get to do in Denton because of the one horse town. So just to come back to the the family atmosphere. I can walk in elementary school or any school or any restaurant, and it's all Rattlers or Bobcats. Texas State's huge there. But yeah, yeah. everything is – everything's San Marcus, you know, and I don't have to – you know, you're not ever tripping over a wire. You're, you're doing exactly what like, you're supposed to be doing. All right. What, what, have you, have, what's your go-to restaurant in San Marcos? And I know the what's one you told me to go to. You know, I've not been there yet, and I'll tell you why. Now, I've been there. Okay. you got to wait forever to get in there. Yep. So Ishmael Johnson, our, our own Ishmael Johnson, who who's a Texas State grad and, and worked in the San Marcos, tells us Herbert's Taco Shop is the place to go. It it, is. it must be good because it's you always can't got get a line. in. You can't get in. I'm impatient. So what's your what's your what's your the barbecue 
barbecue is sent. Now, they got lots of barbecue places. Black's Barbecue is good, but San Marcos Barbecue is number one. Uh, What's the Coach Wall special? What are you getting when you go there? Uh, ribs and turkey. Ribs, ribs and, and turkey. turkey. No okay. doubt. No right. doubt. There you go. There you have it. There's the head coach of the San Marcos Rattlers, Coach John Walsh. Coach, we appreciate your time. Give us the Rattler up before you get, get, get out. Rattler up, baby. There Let's go. go. Congratulations. All right. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. Ah. If you like this kind of stuff and you want more of it. There he is. We'll fade from one Greg to the there other. He is. <laughs> there he is. Wasn't there, isn't there a Greg on the Bachelorette? Yes, and he we'll was not, a we'll little. Talk about that. Oh, bah, 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 bah. We'll talk about it in final thoughts. Thanks to John Walsh of San Marcos for talking with Matt Stepp there at THSEA Coaching School and Convention a couple weeks ago. Excited to see what his Rattlers do. And now we go over to <laughs> Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts, and some Greg Slander. Yeah, hashtag all Gregs here. So Not all Gregs. All Gregs. Um, last night, if you missed a Tepper's tweet about it, my phone in like a crucial moment of The Bachelorette, like first off, last night's episode was insane, which you found out in your mentions afterwards after like the entire Bally's crew came in yeah, swinging. I did not... I did not- I did not like being swarmed by the uh, by the Bally Sports Southwest uh, reporters. That was yeah. not fun. Well, that's what you get for interrupting a crucial moment. Um, but the crucial moment was the guy, one of the guy, final three guys' name is Greg. And I won't ruin it for people if you haven't watched it yet, but Greg was going a little bit nuts. Like, he needed to take a chill pill. And so he starts, this Greg starts texting me, hey, Pickle, Pickle, hey, Pickle, all to tell me that Luca was playing, which I don't care about. And so it was just a whole swarm of Gregs going crazy. 15, 8, and 11 in a <laughs> one over Germany. 15, 8, and 11. So, yeah, hashtag all Gregs. But I'm glad that my girls at Bally Sports stood up and was like, hey, um, Gregs are crazy right now. Yeah, they are. But uh, Luca put on a show. Yeah, anyway. Also, one more comment from the show that I thought was quite comical. Landon Sams said that if he had a whiskey brand, that Coach Walsh would be a, a great guy he to would narrate be. the commercial. He would be. There's. He's got a good... He's He's got one of my favorite coaches' voices. Yeah. Who's, ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, yeah, coaches' voices. We need to ask Steph. I mean... The thing is, like, if you if you get David Gilpin, like you know what you're getting. It's a lot of intensity. <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's just big and loud. It's like who's got like, like okay, perfect example is like McConaughey, right? Mm-hmm. Like McConaughey's all over all these vo all this vo work right now. Like which coach would, would be, be your McConaughey okay. of like of a not? It's got, got the southern yeah, the it's, southern. It's got to be a little bit southern twang, but right? not overbearing. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, let us know in the comments who's got the best coach's voice, um, like the perfect VO voice that, like, whenever we we do like a montage, we need to call that coach and have him do our VO work. Yeah, because it ain't me. Because I sound like a dork. <laughs> Gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. The interns left it over here. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebookcom Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagramcom Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again. <laughs> Too. They said David Gilpin would be an energy drink brand. <laughs> so good. Landon's on a heater. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, thanks again to San Marcos coach John Walsh for being our guest for Ashley Pickle and Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. I think Power's here. Is no, he? vacation. Oh, we got to figure mind. out a show. Who knows what we're doing tomorrow? Tune in for a Bye. mystery show. Bye. <laughs>